Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 565 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be hearing from Funtime Theatre as Rachel Chadwick tells us about the videos they offer for kids' birthday parties to make sure they can still see their favourite characters on their special day. We'll be hearing from Doreen. She may not be as lazy as she'd like to make out because she's got a book of kids' poetry that's available to buy now. Finding out what about that and what else she's doing in isolation. We'll be joined by Phil Butler, a fantastic magician, comedian, actor. He's just a top bloke and he does art as well. So we'll be having a natter with him about his life locked away. And we'll be hearing from Corey Jones. Uh, he was in the Panto at the Stafford Gatehouse last year as Peter Pan. We'll be talking about him and his work and finding out what's happening there. We'll be having a natter with Callum O'Sullivan. Over the weekend, it was International Circus Day, so we'll be talking about his role as ringmaster. We'll be joined by Justin Pearson. He is a stuntman and stunt coordinator, so we'll talk about some of the brilliant movies that he's been part of and made the action happen. And as well as all that, we'll be hearing from Sam Callahan and a little taster of his latest song. Alexis joins us to talk about her current work, and we'll be hearing from John Kings and the brilliant cover versions and original music that he's putting online as things go at the moment. But first of all, with the release of The Good Karma Hospital Season 3 on the 20th of April, the whole box set of all the seasons is available to view and something well worth taking a look at. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Amrita Acharya. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, good to talk to you. So tell us a bit about your role in this fantastic ongoing series. So I play the role of Dr. Ruby Walker in The Good Karma Hospital, which is about a hospital that is set in India. It's a cottage hospital, so limited funds, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of heart, and it is run by Amanda Redmond's character, Dr. Lydia Fonseca, who is the unofficial head of the Gukama Hospital, and the official head is Dr. Ram, who is played by Darshan Jerrywala. This has seen these characters develop, and with the way the story's told, you actually get a really good flavour for what it would have been like working in these situations. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be very, very difficult to do good job justice, really, and obviously the demands that doctors have. But I just think it really shines a light on the NHS and how much effort and time and how much of yourself you have to give in these situations and what an amazing job the doctors, nurses and so on, the hospital staff are doing right now for the community and for everybody. So it does really make you aware I think, of how much work goes into something like this. With the way in which the people, I mean, are transported to the the locations for this, it is actually very much a chance for them to to experience a a lifestyle that they wouldn't normally get to to see and experience and bring that into the acting they're doing to put this on screen. Yeah, I think think what's lovely about the Good Karma Hospital is, I mean, it's not not filmed in India, we film it in Sri Lanka, so it's even though the story is set in India. Mm -hmm. But there are crossovers, obviously, in terms of landscape and climate and so on. But yeah, I I think it's kind of great that we have access to be able to film out there and that people are able to see what life is like there and uh, what does it mean to be a doctor and what does it mean to be a patient with with the backdrop of India thrown in there. Each of these series, this run, you've been looking at uh, six episodes per, and this really gives a good chance to actually tell a story and get to know characters as well, and to see a story arc move through. What are your favourite bits of, of that first series three? My favourite bit of series three is actually Kenneth Cannon's storyline, so the storyline that he has, which is kind of 
you know, without giving too much away, but about long lost love and moments missed and, and all that kind of stuff that I think really resonates with my character Ruby's perception of love in the world at that point in her life. So yeah, I really enjoyed that storyline and Paul Baisley's storyline, The Father Who's Lost His Child as well, is incredibly touching. But obviously one of the biggest storylines that we have this season is Lydia Fonseca, Amanda's character, and the acid attack storyline, which is a very real issue, you know, um, mm-hmm. across India. Stuff like that, is, it's not just fluffy, exotic palm trees and things like that when it comes to the good palm hospital. I think with the writing, they, they do still try to make sure that you get a sense and feel of that world of being a doctor and that world of being a doctor in India. Mm-hmm. And how does it compare to the other you know, doctor-related stuff you do in the past? I mean, you've popped up in Casualty and Doctors. Yeah, very different feel, I'm going to guess, to what you've done in those series. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, I think I played somebody giving birth in Casualty <laughs> in my first, first, well, first couple of jobs I think I had and a very, very nasty receptionist in Doctors. Yeah, it is different because, I mean, I came onto those as a guest role, so I didn't film more than two or three days max. Mm. Whereas this, you are involved for a longer period of time and you really get a chance to know your character and it becomes quite comfortable. So then you really focus on the story or the stories that are coming in and that world around those. So yeah, it's, it's very different to be on something that is a long one series and it was a film for such a long time away from home. Yeah, and when you first signed up for this, what, back in, well, before 2017, we first came to our screens in 2017. Yeah. I mean, I, I doubt you probably expected uh, as much of an opportunity to, to tell so many stories. Uh, but, uh, yeah, certainly this is something that's been taken to heart by the ITV audiences and obviously those who watch it on box sets as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was just so delighted to get a job and then a job that was taken with Sri Lanka that I... I didn't even really know. I'd only read the first episode, so we only started getting the other other episodes as we started to leave for Sri Lanka and when we got out there. So it was very exciting to be part of something that was very different from anything else I'd seen on British TV. Mm-hmm. Something which a big part of our community will uh, identify with from from both sides as well, which is, which is yeah, nice to have uh, a TV show which is which is going to give uh, something back as 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 well as entertain. Yeah, I think I think it is a TV show that does sort of give something back. I think what's lovely in terms of filming is that when we are filming out there, we're not just taking actors from the UK and crew from the UK, but there is a whole group of extras that are on set with us that are local people in Sri Lanka and we have crew from Sri Lanka as well. We have actors from Sri Lanka and India. So it's an amazing way to expand where you put the work and allow for that to happen. Well, yeah, I know as well that it's actually broadcast uh, across the world. Australia is one of the places it gets seen, the UK, obviously. Uh, anywhere else yeah. where you've been spotted? Uh, they come up to say, yeah, Dr. Ruby Walker, can you help us? <laughs> uh, well, I got spotted on a plane, actually, to Norway by um, a Norwegian lady, which is quite funny. So, yeah, it has gone down quite well in Norway, and that's lovely because my family live in Norway. It's that sort of appeal which really works with some of these stories as well, isn't it? Because the, the area you're working with, it is universal. Yeah. With the uh, release on DVD of this season three, uh, that's going to leave people wanting more. Is season four also uh, potentially uh, in the offing in the not too distant future, I hope? Well, I know Dan Tepton's been writing, but he has had to put, you know, his pencil or his laptop or whatever he writes with Dan because he's picked <laughs> up his stethoscope and he's back on the front line with the NHS um, mm-hmm. during this time. 
So in answer to your question, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, we, we don't know until you do. <laughs> well, we'll keep listening out and looking out for uh, news of, an, of the next season. I know this is now going to be enjoyed by uh, you know, all those who, who like a box set. I mean, it's, for, for many people, it's about waiting until they can sit down and watch the whole thing in one go. Um, with so much yeah. Yeah, great uh, yeah, storyline and, and it's such a wonderful look of the series, it's going to be well worth checking this one out, isn't it? I think so, definitely. It's, it is binge-worthy. And, you know, you really get pulled into that world. So I think it's it's an enjoyable series to watch, especially during the times that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. So season three immediately available. All of the other seasons, one through three, can be picked up as well. Well worth checking it out. Amrita Acharya, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. With a new book for kids, which I thought she was way too lazy to produce, Doreen Tipton is doing her thing to keep people amused. And she joins me now for a bit of a chat. Hello. All right, Jace. How are we doing? What's well, a bit early, are it really? Before about 7, 8 p.m. is a bit early for you, though, I think, isn't it? It is, oh, yeah. Well, we don't know what time it is, do we? Now we've self-isolated. Well, I've no idea on the time, the day or anything. It gets really, really confusing. It's quite nice, actually. It's, it's like your world all over for everybody. Yeah, I feel like a mole. <laughs> a mole in an owl. You have been doing your bit to keep people entertained. I mean, uh, your um, Radio Doreen, your isolation station, has been online and gathering hundreds of thousands of uh, viewers, listeners, and uh, general fans of you and your ways. And uh, uh, that, that, that must have been nice to get the attention, because that's what we live for. Well, it, it's lovely to engage, eh? <laughs> lovely to... Um... See how them all doing, you know, we're getting lots of nice messages coming back, nice feedback, it's lovely. You've got to keep in touch, are you? Well, this is it. I mean, how are you getting on with, with your family? Are they, you know, keeping in touch with you or oh, just... Oh, no, no us, no, no us, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. We won't go there. No, we're all separated with very closed doors. <laughs> We find you in the uh, the Radio Doreen studio at the moment, because I can see you're proudly displaying the black country flag behind you. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm in the studio. I'm ready to go. OK, well, we'll expect more from you. But there is a kids' book out there, and I, I'm surprised, because uh, a lot of the stuff that I've heard you do in the past hasn't really been that sort of family-friendly. No, but the thing is, Jace, is since I've been doing the pantomimes, I've... I've got quite a big kids' fan base. Yeah. So I thought I need to do some for the kids. So I got my creative yet on. Oh. So I started writing a bit of poetry, and I come up with this. Is it, I mean, the giant cheetah yeah. and other curious creatures. This, this it, it already sounds good. I'm liking the picture of both you and the giant panteater on the front. And I, yeah. I, I'm impressed with your work here. Uh, in fact... I mean, is it poetry because it's, like, shorter than writing an entire book? That's right. It's less work. It's less work. Yeah. You didn't do the drawings yourself, though. I think you may have got a bit of assistance there. Uh, no, but I um, I helped him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he did the drawings and I coloured them in. <laughs> as long as you stay inside the lines, that's what counts. So uh, That's right. You can read it to the kids and give them a good laugh, and that's, that's what it's all about, eh? it? We need a good laugh when we're self-isolating. Absolutely. But we need a good laugh all the time, Jace. 
But uh, I think I'll do two for you, shall I? Okay, yeah, well, we, I, I, what we've done is um, uh, I have got you prepared on film doing these, so you only have to do it once and don't keep doing it again then, isn't it? I suppose that's the way it's easiest to, for you to share your work. That's good, yes. I'm going to do the giant pantator, and I'm going to do my favourite, which is the very long snake. Okay, so let's hear the giant pantator first, and then we'll have another little right. chat before we get the second instalment. <laughs> Beware the giant pantator, he wants to eat your pants. He don't care for normal food like sausage rolls or plants. He don't like spaghetti, it gets tangled up in his snout. He has to sniff confetti to help him sneeze it out. Chocolate makes him sweaty, so he'd rather do without. Cakes make him grumpy, bananas make him swear. So the only thing he'll munch for lunch is a plate of underwear. Beware the giant pant-eater, he wants to eat your pants. And if he don't get his way, he rages and he rants. He'll suck them from a washing line if he's desperate for a snack. But he prefers the really smelly ones, so you'd better watch your back. When he's out hunting undies, you'll never see him come. He'll sneak up right behind you and he'll steal them from your bum. He'll swallow them there and then and laugh right in your face. <laughs> the panteaters a bully, you see, a national disgrace. But there is a way to fool him and make him go away. So instead of wearing normal pants, do exactly as I say. Wear a pair of chocolate pants sewn up with spaghetti. Stuff them full of sausage rolls, bananas, cakes, confetti. He'll be sweaty, sweary, itchy, grumpy. He'll start to feel quite sickly. He'll run a million miles away and he'll do it <laughs> rather quickly. So it's time now to be brave, my friends. It's time to seize your chance. And never again will this big bully attempt to eat your pants. Well, I, I've been warned now. I mean, the giant pant eater is out there and I am concerned. Am you? Yeah. Uh, well, particularly if I'm wearing giant pants just at the minute. <laughs> is it a bit dodgy way, Yowley? Well, we haven't got a pant eater that I'm aware of, but there is, you know, greenery outside. So uh, what else do we know about their native habitat I and mean, where do they actually sleep? That's the question. You don't see him coming, you can't hear him either. <laughs> I am very concerned. Now, Jason, I'm going to do the very long snipe for you now, and this reminds me of the queues at the supermarket, actually. <laughs> Doreen, take it away. The very long snipe is very, very long. 600 miles from his tail to his tongue. 300 miles from his tongue to his tum. 200 miles from his tum to his bum. So even if he eats on Saturday at two, it's midnight on Thursday before he can poo. Now that, I think, is also billed as a kid's favourite because you've actually been doing these in schools as well, haven't you? Some of that can be seen online. Oh, yeah. What a great time we have with the kids. 
So, Owen, you are now uh, preparing for another instalment of uh, your radio programme. Uh, so, uh, it, it's, it's all about making sure you, 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 know, you entertain them. Oh, look, you got headphones. Yes, I'm ready to go. Uh, that, that, but they will mess your hair up, though. You want to be careful with that. I think I'll be all right, yeah. yeah. So, I better go then, Jace. I better start recording. You start recording. Meanwhile, where can we get the kids' book from? And, of course, how do we find Radio Doreen? Doreenforkids.com Okay, we'll nip along there, pick up a copy. Radio Doreen is on YouTube and Facebook. It's just all you need to get you through self-isolation. Of course it is. And and a back to crisps. Crisps are always good. Uh, I'll leave you to some skips. Doreen, have a fantastic time. Always lovely to chat with you, and I look forward to uh, uh, hearing more from you in the future. Thank you, Jay. Stay safe. Sam Callahan has a brand new single you can pre-order from the 24th of April and he joins me now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How do we find you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. It's all a, a, a strange situation at the moment, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, last time we had you performing in the city was at the bonfire in November last year. And at that point, we had no idea the world was going to be as it is now, did we? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was uh, talking to someone the other day who was saying, uh, you know, on, on New Year's Eve, everyone's going, 2020, it's going to be my year. And then didn't realise that we were all just going to be stuck in the house for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is there with another at least three weeks on lockdown. Uh, I know that COVID-19 has been playing on a lot of people's mind. And in fact, your own, because this ties in with the single that you've got coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, uh, uh, for me, I, I feel like it's a great time to release music um you know obviously i don't like to use the word capitalize on a on a downer situation mm-hmm. but um you know we you can't all just stop um and for me obviously with music um i have to try and keep going and adapt uh, the same as any other artist um the good thing i guess is that there's lots of people on their phones on their laptops sat at home uh, so so people like myself have a bit of a captive audience mm-hmm. um but it's the the difficult part of it is that Usually I would go out and make a music video, I would go to see a remixer, I would go to see a producer, I would go and get it all done. Um, But I'm having to create this whole release within the confines of my own home, um, which has been very strange, but I think think we're there now. (laughs) Oh, we're lucky that we have the technology where you can do that sort of stuff now. In the past, you'd have struggled, you'd have run out of cassette tapes probably, but uh, these days it's it's very different and you can do a full studio quality sound from the comfort of the spare room with some egg boxes on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've uh, been able to send uh, things to my producer to, to produce and to, to you know, um, sort of make refined and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same with, we've got our remixes of the, of the song coming. Um, you know, I've, I've got a, a music video editor who does the, uh, some of my music videos and some of my other sort of uh, little littler videos that aren't necessarily for like big release purposes. Uh, and I was like, bro, I was like, I need your help. Uh, I've got some footage that's just me mucking around and my vlogs and things like that. Because um, I have a, a weekly vlog channel that I've, I've built up over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've just ended up using what we have. Um, but to be honest, I'm thinking, I, I, like, as it's kind of coming together, it's making me feel like the, the content we have, the, the clips we've used for the music video, for example, uh, are super um, uplifting. The song is super uplifting. And at a time like this, actually, it, it's, it's ended up creating content that I think is very much needed right now. Yeah, and uh, so 
there's a, a lot of creatives doing bits and pieces out there, but it's, it's, it's when you somebody you know, someone whose music you like already, it actually gives you the opportunity to listen to something that is, uh, yeah, is actually going to speak to you about the situation you're in and also doing good at the same time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a lot of people that are, are feeling down at the moment. There's a lot of people that, are, you know, the whole isolation thing um, is getting on top of them. A lot of people are getting cabin fever. Um, a lot of people are, are sad because, uh, you know, they've, they've got ill friends or family. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at the time like that, anything positive, anything that, that is uplifting and anything that is, you know, uh, can, can bring a smile to your face is, uh, is a good thing. So hopefully if we can do a bit of that, uh, then we're helping somebody. Um, but, you know, it, it, it as well, is, it keeps me sane because what else would I be doing? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, no, you, you never sit still. You're always doing something. And I mean, you're even obviously you're doing quite a bit of PT training as well, uh, in addition to uh, your, your music work on top of that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, fitness for me has always been a, a mental health thing. It's, it's, it's helped me. It's kept me sane uh, over the years when things have got a bit too much pressure wise. Um, and it also helps when, when you're an artist, people have to look at you. And uh, so yeah, <laughs> it, it, it helps you keep in shape and it helps you uh, be, I guess, aesthetically pleasing in a way. But um, yeah, I think for for a at a time like this, that's also helpful for people. I've had uh, I've been doing live streams. Um, I've been doing you know like uh, one to one coaching on on, on FaceTimes and things like that, and, mm -hmm. and and providing people with uh, home training plans, which it's never as beneficial as like going to the gym and having all the equipment around you. But um, it's doable, and it and it it helps people like like myself. It helps people uh, stay sane and, and and have something to do. You know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a focus, doing something for you at a time when uh, it's difficult to go out and do what you would normally do. And you're, when you're used to performing in front of 30, 40,000 people at an event, so you know, working on camera is probably something slightly different uh, to, to what you're actually used to. Very different. I, I, did, a, I did a live stream uh, recently for um, the NHS um, where we, we raised uh, a chunk of money, which was fantastic, with a, a, a bunch of different artists. And the way we did it was... Uh, through Instagram, uh, and every time an artist had finished their set, so each artist would do about 15, 20 minutes. Once they finished their set, another artist came on, uh, and there was, I think, there was like six of us. Um, so it went on for like a good few hours, um, and it was it was great. You know, people instead of sitting there watching TV like like you can, but it's it's the norm. You know, at the moment, especially, um, it gave them something else to watch. It made them feel like they're somewhere. They're at a, a concert. Mm -hmm. They can type it in and interact like. You know, you you could scream at a normal concert, but you can't do that in your own home. So, um, but we can we can interact with you, and I think that's a you know it just seems to be the world adapting to uh, to the situation that we're in. Um, and I'm going to do the same. Um, so basically, that I've got a timeline, obviously, of events and a schedule for this release. Uh, and one of the things that often happens, as you know, with 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 artists when they release music, is that they have a, a release party or a launch party. Yeah. Um, and I've organized, so basically, uh, the song comes out on midnight. Uh, so, so we've got, obviously, the pre-order, like you said, is 24th of April. Yeah. Um, and then a week later, on May the 1st, um, the song comes out at midnight. Uh, but at 8 p.m. that night, I'm doing a live stream release party or launch party. Um, I've, I've bought balloons. I've got, <laughs> like, the lighting. Um, I'm going to get my, my gigging gear out, my, my proper gigging gear, and, and, yeah, make it all professional and... Uh, and yeah, so people can join in. We can have a little release party. I'm going to sing the single and some other songs. 
Um, and then I think the night before I'm doing a Q&A online. So uh, we're going to, you know, I, I think the most important thing for me, and, and like you say, I'm, I never stop generally uh, in, in this moment in time, is that is to overcome it. Is to, I'm not going to not release because I can't get out of the house or I'm not going to stop doing this or stop doing that because the situation tells me I can't. Like, I have to, uh, you know, obviously within within the confines of the rules and stuff, you, you have to keep going. You mm -hmm. have to press on. So, yeah. so that's what we're doing here. So your daily run that you're doing outside is no doubt knowing you uh, been filmed, streamed and shared a thousand times. Uh, so where do we go to pre-order and uh, get the single and then follow everything else online? So my social medias is going to be plastered all over, um, which is great. So my, my Twitter is at Callahan Music underscore. My Instagram is at it's Sam Callahan, And then Facebook is uh, Sam Callahan. They've all got that little blue tick. Yep. Um, but uh, most importantly, it's on all platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all of the usual platforms it's going to be on. Um, but you can pre-order it from iTunes um, and uh, pre-order it on a, on a playlist on uh, Spotify from uh, April the 24th, uh, and it will be fully out and ready uh, for you to listen to whenever you like on May the 1st uh, at midnight. But we've also got the, the music video, which is, comes out the day after the pre-order, so 25th of April. Mm -hmm. uh, that will be out uh, for everybody to watch. That's on YouTube and everything else as well. And uh, give us the title of the song. Uh, the title of the song is Something to Prove. So check it out online, pre-order it, and uh, enjoy brand new music from Sam Callahan. Now, we've got a little bit of a taste of the video now, haven't we? So what we're we about to see. Uh, so you're about to see uh, a small clip of the music video. Uh, as I said, the music video uh, isn't the generic kind of music video I'd go, up, go out, you know, out of my way and travel to go and make. Um, we've created it from my vlogs. Um, the song, Something to Prove, I've written about uh, my girlfriend, who I've been with coming up three years, mm -hmm. uh, and about the time I met her. Um, and so uh, she's involved in, in the music video a hell of a lot. So, um, yeah, it's just about good times we've made together and uh, traveling and memories and stuff like that. You see, don't remind we were up all night doing things that we might regret. Now, baby, I don't know what they've been feeding you. Gotta make it taste as damn good as you do. It's just the words you whisper and the way that you move, the way you make me feel like I have something, something to prove. Sam, sounding absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to the full release. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to even more stuff from you as we head through 2020. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Phil Butler is no stranger to entertaining thousands of people in one go. And he's been doing that online with uh, some of his videos, including how to make soap. And who'd have thought it? He joins me now for a chat. Hello. Hey! <laughs> you all right? It's lockdown. Everybody, we've cleaned the slate. The world has cleaned the slate. <laughs> how are you doing? Because, I mean, you, you are, um, pretty much, I think you're on your own, aren't you, at the moment? You have no lockdown buddies. I am. I am on my own. Yes, I am. Uh, and I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to keep busy. I think this is the only way you're going to get through it. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, you've got to wake up in the morning, you've got to go, okay, here's my mission for today. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and that's what I've done. Mm. I've, uh, I've gone out and I've cleaned out the garage. Yeah. I've done a little bit of uh, cleaning out the garden. <laughs> I've cleaned through my kitchen. Uh, you know, all the cupboards. I found stuff from 2015, and I didn't even live here then. <laughs> and, and, and that's just not some of your material that you normally do on stage? No. No, <laughs> no that's much older. <laughs> um, uh, what else have I done? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've organised all my artwork stuff mm-hmm. uh, into one place. I've organised all my magic into one place. Uh, I've cleaned out my secret room. I've got a little secret room here. Is that like which, a panic uh, room? There you go. It's it's a secret room. It's behind the uh, behind the bookcase there. Wow! My little secret room. I'm, I'm impressed um, with yeah, that. That's so, a good thing. Yeah, so I cleaned that out as well. Am yeah. I in the right position for you again? That looks lovely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so I cleaned that out. I put you know a new rack up there so I could put all my costumes on there. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? I've I've um, I've been painting uh, on canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just you know I. I've got to say, I'm absolutely loving lockdown. <laughs> See, I think this, uh, what people may not have, have realised previously and will have got the general gist of now, you are so blooming multi-talented. Whether it is the artwork, I mean, painting with light is another fantastic act I've seen you do on stage. Uh, the comedy, well, you are hugely funny. You're an absolute... I haven't finished bigging you up yet. Uh, the comedy, you're hugely funny. Uh, you can do things like panto, uh, you know, and as, as we've already seen, you re- recycling soap into a whole new uh, bar of soap. It's, it's so Fight Club, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. I think you missed it. Stand up, stand up. You missed out the stand up. We know you for stand up, so you know that it's 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 all just a big part of it. But I mean, you've been doing this a few years. You've honed those skills on stage in front of thousands of people. And I mean, was it last year you celebrated something like thirty years in the business? Thirty, yeah, thirtieth anniversary in show business. Um, here, let me show you this. Look, oh, okay. Let me saw that. Can you see that? That we can see that. That is me with me. <laughs> Not even slightly freaky, but there we go. That's 30 years between those pictures, um, and there's a cobweb there next to it, which is very embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, you uh, re- release stuff regularly online, and there's always a taste of your work there. Uh, everything from the likes of your sweary toys we can't actually share at the moment, uh, through to all sorts of other... Yeah, Brilliant stuff. That's that you've not done. available anymore. That's, uh, that swearing toy routine is not available anywhere anymore. Um, I think you've got to get one of my DVDs in order to see that now because I took everything offline. Now, there was a time when I had to change. There was a time when the comedy circuit was kind of failing and, and falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I saw the writing on the wall. I thought I've got to do something else. So uh, all my stuff that was online at the time, stuff like swearing toys mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, and, and, you know, other rude things <laughs> that I had online. I had to get rid of those completely and, uh, and, and you know, cleanse myself online <laughs> because I would work for, for cruise lines and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it worked. It really worked. We did a great uh, tour, uh, me and Paul Zerdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the, uh, um, the All Mouth tour. And from that, we did a DVD each. And, uh, and, and I put the DVD out, I did the trailer, you know, the cruise ships saw the trailer and uh, and loved it and uh, started booking me. Yeah, and you've been um, on many a cruise of late. And uh, is it the Celebrity Constellation who've been doing some great work with you? I've done, I've done loads of celebrity cruises. In fact, this, this year, in January, 
and February. Here's here are the places that I went to in January and February, right? Right. Singapore. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, uh, Vietnam. Right. Uh, Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Right. All the places that were hotspots for the coronavirus, I was there January and February. I was right in the eye of the storm. And but you've managed to not get it so far. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, they're mm-hmm. saying, aren't they, that, that you know you could have had it and not known. Yeah. Or just you know you had a runny nose and a bit of a cough and uh, and you've had it and you're done. Um, I've got a, a, a rare blood group, mm-hmm. um, which I think has helped me throughout my life. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a sickly person, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've got a pretty good uh, immune system. So I think that's, uh, I think that's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was, I was there right in the middle of the whole thing, right at the beginning of the month um, uh, of the year rather. And um, yeah, but I'm here. I'm and, happy. I'm safe. And drinking tea. Cheers. I'm having a cup of tea with one mate. <laughs> Cheers. So, I mean, did you see John, by the way, on uh, on, Amer- on Britain's Got Talent? I didn't actually John know. Corley, the Golden Boy. Was it good? You've got to watch that. Okay. That is viewing for you. Mm-hmm. John Courtney, my mate John Courtney, got the Golden Buzzer. I was laughing. I was in tears. It was absolutely fantastic. You got He'd be a good one for you to get on the show. You should get him on the show. You can set me up a chat with him. I'll but, but, I mean, as, as it is, I mean, when it comes to, like, you being mates with Paul Zerdin as well, I mean, you wrote a load of the stuff that he used on America's Got Talent. And, uh, I mean, we, yeah, we want to see you on TV as well at some point. Well, you never know. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. I'm all right at the moment, though. I'm, you know, I, the way I look at it is, um, you know, if it goes badly and that's shown on TV, then, you you know, you've lost... You've lost a load of uh, a load of work and a load yeah. of uh, credibility and stuff like that. You know, I've had friends on there who haven't done so well and they've lost work from it. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm I'm happy with what I've got. I don't know when the cruises are going to start again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's uh, that's going to be. But I think what they're doing now is they're saying, you know, you can maybe go on for a couple of weeks rather than a few days. Yeah. But I think whatever happens, we're going to be going on to the cruises and then when we come off the cruise again, we'll have to isolate for a couple of weeks before we can do another one. I think that's the way they're moving. Uh-huh. So, um, but, you know, um, if the cruises don't start up again and they, they, they don't start, you know, booking, which they, you know, they will, um, you know, I think uh, I think Zerdin might be doing another tour. So, so uh, you know, you'll be out there on the road with it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, on the road with him again. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it is fantastic all that uh, that you have been doing. As I say, you, you can't big up Phil Butler enough. There is so much talent there. And, uh, I mean, fingers crossed, Panto all goes ahead as normal this year and you're off uh, somewhere doing something for Kudos again, doing a, a, another brilliant job I of entertaining so. families. Got to say, I love Kudos as a Panto, but they're the best in the country. Um, here's, a, here's a couple of my, my Kudos Pantos here. Um, as last year with Gok. Uh-huh. Uh, Gok and Mike Doyle there, and uh, where else have we got? We've got uh, Craig Revel Horwood up there, yeah, um, and uh, Louis Spence in the corner over there. Um, yeah, it's just a great opportunity to meet, you know, some wonderful people. You know, you sit in the dressing room and you have little stories that you tell <laughs> each other, and uh, you know, um, turn you turn each other on to stuff that that you're into. It's it's great, you know. Well, Phil, you keep doing the good work. Where can we go and find stuff online? Because I know you mentioned there are DVDs out there that you can buy. Uh, there's one with an absolutely fantastic prediction routine just at the end. I absolutely love that one. So where do people go to find Phil Butler whilst they can't get the real thing? 
Okay, so uh, you can waste loads of time watching <laughs> Phil Butler. Uh, your first stop, I guess, would be to go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be the first place for me. Uh, go to YouTube, have a look, put Phil Butler in. Uh, you know, there's Painting with Light, there's uh, uh, Stand Up on there, there's, uh, there's, there's Sand Art on there, and there's, uh, um, there's, there's so much stuff. And then once you're done there, you can go to... Um, philbutler.website mm -hmm. and uh, everything really runs from there you know you get, there's all all links from there um but yeah go and turn yourself on to my sort of nonsense and uh, in you on youtube and then uh, and then get over to the website you will absolutely love it i can promise you he's a top fella as well phil butler thank you for joining us thank you <laughs>
<laughs> but I'm, I'm very loyal to the, uh, the group of musicians that I've been working with over the past 10 plus years. Um, I've worked with Ivan Carvin um, out of the US. Um, they've done wonderful work with everybody from Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Music Soul Child, Vivian, uh, Vivian Scott, um, uh, um, India Ari. Um, we worked on a song called Love Will together, which is an up-tempo Philly soul type song. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's very timely right now, I think, um, because of circumstances. And also too, it's, a, it's, just, a, it's just a feel good song. And um, I worked with Jake Ridley out of the UK. Jake Ridley has done great work with his drum and bass and also to work with Christina Aguilera mm -hmm. and a lot of film scoring. I've been doing a lot of film scoring and um, scoring for television shows out of Canada and the US recently. And so we've been able to you know, marry our talents and, and come up with some good music and good production work. And also um, Adrian um, Hernandez out of Spain. So uh, he's, a new to, he's, he's a new element to my team, mm -hmm. but it's been wonderful. I mean, working with him, he is this musical savant. <laughs> <laughs> There's very little, um, just very kind of quiet and introverted, but you put him behind the console or give him a guitar and he comes to life with, with creativity and ideas. And so working together with this crew of people um, has been like, tremendous and I am I'm blessed for this. And do you think that they're now taking over sort of like the family influences and uh, your growing up influences musically and you've really turned it into very much your own product now, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've always tried to, to, um, to, to march to the beat of my own drum. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how far I go <laughs> and no matter who knows me or not or knows anything about the history, it's amazing that I get almost the same kind of commentary about people when they hear the voice or they hear the inflections and have you. So, I mean, I have to accept that, you know, my roots are, they run deep. <laughs> <laughs> and this tree definitely, I mean, grows, I mean, grows very, 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 um, very true to form. Um, but at the same time too, as a writer, as a producer, as, as a child of, of the 90s, 80s, 90s, um, I bring to the table a lot of influences and I would like to be able to have the freedom to reflect that in the music or have that reflected in the music. And this is who I am, you know, it's true to who I am. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm having a great time doing this. Well, uh, we're having a great time listening to it as well. Very much enjoying the music. And uh, is there one real standout song for you at the moment that uh, sits with your current work? I think Love Will. Love Will um, hits very, very close to home right now. Um, they're all special because I, I put together an album of, of material that reflected where I, where I was at the time and to some extent where I am right now. But Love Will is that feel good song for me. Mm -hmm. The other I think would have to be um, the ballad um, Unapologetic. Unapologetic was actually the song that started this entire album project. Um, it's a very pared down ballad with an unconventional structure, song structure, but it's, it's pure, it's honest. And um, as the album's title says, this is me. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I hope that people will um, enjoy it and gravitate to the music and find their own find their own gems among the project because mm-hmm. there is everything from a little bluegrass um, number we did live because I I tend to warm up with the band and we do silly things and <laughs> uh, I'm not a bluegrass singer or musician but we decided we just do this improv with a bluegrass song and it's called Coming On Home. And so it's all ad lib <laughs> on there. Um, then we try our hand at some orchestrated, huge orchestrated um, hip hop um, trap influence song with You Don't Know, which is you know me being naughty a bit and, and, and venting a little bit. Um, but there's a range of songs and I think there are jewels that can resonate with almost anybody because the themes are human and universal um and the music itself you know is is the language we all speak so i'm sure individuals will find their own favorites among the two but for me right right now in this moment it's unapologetic the ballad and love will well alexis always absolutely fantastic to speak to you thank you for joining us keep up the good work and uh, we're going to enjoy this project and know there'll be much more to come in the coming years thank you for joining us well thank you for having me thank you and stay safe Stay at home until they let you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, stuntman and stunt coordinator who's worked on many a movie is Justin Pierce, and he joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. How are you doing, Jason? You all right? I'm very well, and uh, I trust we find you well at the moment and everything's uh, going as well as it can do in your world. Well, I mean, it's all a bit boring, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. At least we're a little bit safe, aren't we? So that's yeah. the main thing. It is about staying safe. And that, and that is basically your job the whole time is to stay safe whilst doing some absolutely crazy stuff. And the uh, the number of zombie apocalypse movies you've been in, the, the current world we're living in, can't seem that strange to you. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, I think one of the main zombie films I worked on was back in the day was 28 Weeks Later, uh-huh. and which was obviously followed on from 28 Days Later. And, mm. and it started with a virus, you know? So... Um, <laughs> it seems like we're in the middle of this kind of uh, zombie apocalypse, you know. Mm-hmm. But we get out of this one all intact, fingers crossed, as best as possible. So uh, as long as we stay safe, that can work. But I mean, it must be amazing working on some of the films that you've done over time. Go name check a few more for us, because this is always impressive. I love hearing this. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been fortunate. I mean, it's over 20 years now uh, since um, I've been a professional stuntman. Uh, in that time, two or three Harry Potter films, a couple of Bond films. Um, on to my third Fast and Furious movie now, so uh, uh-huh. they're still churning, <laughs> still churning many films, you know. And uh, but it is different every time, and uh, I say it is important that you take all variables into account. And this is something that's even more so with the fact that you're spending half your time being stunt coordinator now as well. And that must give you confidence when you're doing something yourself that you've been the guy who's coordinated it all. Um, yeah, I would say. Um, I mean, not every stunt performer goes on to to being a stunt coordinator. It's a little bit similar to, I would say, the football world. You know, where you've got mm-hmm. professional footballers. Uh, some go into the media, some um, go into football management, coaching, that type of thing. So, I would say it's uh, I would say it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I became a professional stuntman in uh, November 1999, so that that's just gone 20 years now, and I kind of went up the, the ladder to stunt coordinator position five years ago. So, 
Uh, it's like starting again, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it is. Uh, everything. It's almost like everything that you've done before uh, doesn't really register, you know. So uh, it's a completely different job. It's a completely different mindset. Um, a lot of red tape, a lot of risk assessments, as you can imagine. Uh -huh. um, but you, you do find yourself in situations where, well, okay, well, how would we do that? I've, I've actually done that, so let's kind of – you actually know more than what you think you do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it, it's seeing what's going to go on, and it's using the technical abilities. And, and over 20 years, uh, it, people push the boundaries a little bit, but also CGI comes into it as well. So it allows you to make some things a little safer – but equally, you've still got to get that image that somebody's going to work on with all the computer magic. So you've got to create something special to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think here in the UK, we kind of woke up to um, that. Um, a, a film works on the, the original, um, not the original Wonder Woman, not the one with... <laughs> <laughs> not back then, no. no the, the one with Gal Gadot, uh, you know, uh, the Wonder Woman where... Uh, the American stunt team came over to the UK in the rehearsals, uh, putting together all the fight routines. Uh, the Americans had a top of the range black magic camera, mm -hmm. um, you know, so every single fight beat in the fight scenes was pre-recorded with this. Um, up to that point, us, us British guys, we just had like an iPhone and a few cardboard boxes. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> um, the, the pre-visualization, <laughs> Previs now is very important to 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 get everything locked in, uh, and, and exactly how we rehearsed the Wonder Woman fights was exactly how it was shot on the day. So it takes it all to uh, absolutely the next level, but it, it gives us some uh, amazing uh, backdrops and scenery. And, and what's the most amazing place you've ever seen yourself in in a film that obviously you haven't been to in real life? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. Um, I was in the, we called it the, the Fountain of Youth scene, which is the, 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 the finale to the film where pirates are fighting sailors and you've got Johnny Depp in there. Um, that was supposed to be some far away land, <laughs> you know, some probably somewhere in the Caribbean, but it was basically, it was the sound stage at, at Pinewood Studios, you know, <laughs> so, um, we were in there. So, um, yeah, but, um, I, I mean, with my work, I've been fortunate to get around the globe anyway, um, which has obviously been a bit curtailed at this time, but mm -hmm. uh, I've worked in uh, like Russia, the Maldives, LA, and, you know, I've, I've, most of Europe. So I've been pretty, pretty lucky in that respect. Well, I mean, you've even been in space, according to the movies as well, which must be quite awesome to uh, to see you floating across uh, in some of the films. Yeah, um, I mean, back one of the earlier films I did was a Danny Boyle film, uh, mm -hmm. Sunshine, and um, we actually shot that at Free Mill Studios in uh, East London. Um, all the spaceship stuff, you know, we were just basically flying around the, the sound stage on on wires. Uh, which was supposed to be somewhere out of space, you know. So mm -hmm. it, it, it is, you know, without spoiling the obviously the magic of the movies and all that, but um, it really isn't as glamorous as what you think sometimes. <laughs> but it, it, it is what you go through that makes it all look so special on screen. And it is then that, you know, if you were to see what goes on behind the scenes, it actually then makes the magic even more magical, I think. 
Yeah, I suppose you know that's that, that's too that's that's a, another way of looking at it, isn't it? You know, if I go to the cinema and watch a film, I look at it, I try and watch it from um, uh, like like a member of the public would would view a movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then I also look from okay, well that's interesting. How they how did they do that? I know how they did that. You know, and um, uh, I'm I'm always interested in uh, as a stunt coordinator, you know, just kind of improve your your skill set and um, now is a real good time to do it. Being stuck at home watching Netflix or the Sky <laughs> box sets, uh, I'm just getting through um, Boardwalk Empire at the moment. And um, just, just, and obviously when there's a fight scene, I like to stop it, pause it. Okay, well that's that's good. Uh, you know, they they've really sold that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, all that helps in what you think about when you're putting some together for a, a massive project in the, uh, the not-too-distant future. Well, we will continue to look for your name in the credits of the movies uh, in more than one role, both stunts and stunt coordinator, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of your work, but in the main part, not realising it. As The Fall Guy uh, was one of my favourite shows back in the yeah. 80s with uh, Lee Majors doing his thing as a, as a stuntman. The, uh, the unknown stuntman, unfortunately, is the way it goes unless you are an anorak and read all the credits, but without you, the films just wouldn't happen, would they? Uh, no, and um, I, I'm actually bringing out my autobiography this year, so uh, it's it's virtually written. Uh, just kind of talks about my life from being a kid, getting into it, and, and all that. So um, I'll get you a copy over. Absolutely. As soon as that's out, we'll talk more about that one, and you can share a few of your anecdotes. Uh, where do we go to find out more about you online and see when this is released? The website is uh, pearsonstunts.com. Um, uh, one of the best websites really as you know probably to get all your information is imdb.com mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a stunt performer stunt man and probably every other department in the industry you know from catering caterers costume makeup you know uh, everybody kind of lists all their projects on their past and present so um, yeah pearsonstunts.com uh, imdb I think what we ought to do as well is get the list off IMDb and then try and spot you in films and kind of have a Justin Pearson bingo game and see how many times we can actually catch you. <laughs> Half of those you'd blink and miss, and I tell you, but um, I, th- I think uh, at the time, one of the, my favourite scenes we shot that's come out really well is the Tom Hardy movie Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Tom Hardy plays uh, both of the Cray twins and um, they have a fight with the Richardson gang in this old London boozer uh, and uh, it was really good fun I was part of that and uh, Tom Tom was a, a good guy to work with and um, heavily featured in that and it's come out really well that film to be honest so um, but half the time you know you're you doubling actors you're as a stunt performer you're either doubling actors or you're playing yourself and if I see a film and there's a load of stunt guys in it I just know they're going to get horrendously killed in some way. <laughs> it's, it's almost like wearing the, the, the red tunic in Star Trek. You know who's going to go. Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely fantastic to speak to you. I'm looking forward to the autobiography already because there will be some amazing tales in there. Meanwhile, look out for this man in the movies. Catch him if you can. But for now, Justin Pearson, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Cheers. With their usual work on hold, Funtime Theatre are still managing to put the smiles on kids' faces with their special video messages for their parties and other events. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Rachel Chadwick. Hello. 
Hello. So how are we doing and keeping yourself busy during this time of lockdown, I guess? Yes, yes, very busy. <laughs> Not as busy as we'd like, but <laughs> nevertheless. Mm -hmm. So what have you got going on? Because uh, I know that uh, you're a host of characters who would normally turn up to an event and uh, really make a party special, uh, still sharing greetings with their kids across the region. And in fact, across the UK, you've got a wider market now. Yes, certainly. It's actually nice to be able to reach out to people anywhere in the UK. Well, anywhere in the world, actually, mm -hmm. I suppose. But we are keeping going, yes, with video messages for children and adults as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are known for your fantastic uh, singing, acting abilities. You're part of uh, various groups that I've seen on stage and loved shows when I've seen you and Will and the rest of the gang in there. So uh, what can people expect and how do they book these things? Um, so it's a completely personal message. It's recorded live, so we can say anything that you like. It can be for a birthday. We know so many children have had their birthday parties cancelled and obviously they can't even see friends or relatives. So it can be a birthday message from their favourite character. It could just be a message of encouragement for them to do their schoolwork or a well done if they've been doing really well at keeping positive and keeping on top of things while they've been in lockdown. And we've even sent lots of messages to adults, family <laughs> members who can't see each other, or we've done all sorts, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is about having a bit of fun, and you guys, I say, are used to getting the party started. And uh, yeah. whether it is getting people to get up and dance and move, you can still ask them to do that in the videos, that will work. Yeah. What's been your favourite one so far? We sent a message to a little girl yesterday who has finally had the all clear from her cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So we sent a big sort of congratulations to her. Usually they would get to ring the bell yeah. um, to signify the end of their treatment, which she hasn't been able to do. So oh. she was a bit disappointed. But um, she had Princess Belle send her a lovely message to say well done. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been sending messages to adults as well. We've done some messages to people who are working in the NHS, just as a bit of fun to say, well done, thank you, etc. So they can really be for anybody. And if they are for the younger children, we can do dance routines so the children can get up dancing with their favourite characters. We've been doing some sing-alongs. And big, big popular one is, of course, Frozen. <laughs> uh -huh, yes. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that you have a major part to play in that one. Uh, yes, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of singing and dancing, keeping the kids busy, keeping mm -hmm. them active. Obviously, you're normally going uh, along to events, and uh, so you can be one of a, a number of characters. Now, uh, tell us about the team and who you work with. So, uh, my business partner is Will. So, we've been running the business together since 2013. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you'll usually find us at children's parties or in pubs doing pantomimes. And then we've got a whole host of other people that help us out at large events. I'm sure you've seen us doing local parades in Stourbridge. We help out a lot with the Mary Stevens Hospice. Mm -hmm. So you can often find the whole of the gang um, at their events as well. So we're very lucky, as you said, we're both very theatrical, usually on stage. So we've got many theatrical friends and family who like <laughs> to help us. Any excuse to dress up as a princess. <laughs> well, and, and this is it, and and that's just Will. So, uh, you know. <laughs> actually, he, when, when he does Woody from Toy Story, absolutely brilliant. And he doesn't half look the part, doesn't he? 
yes, he does actually, which is quite lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to dance around as Buzz next to him, a bit less glamorous. Mm. Are you missing the whole gang getting together? Because it, it must be great fun, the buzz you get when you're actually doing a party like that. Yes, it's so much fun doing children's parties. Every party is different. Mm-hmm. And it's the children, more often than not, the adults in the family that make the parties so memorable. So, yes, it, it's sad that we can't go and do what we love to do, but, you know, we're one of many businesses in that situation at the moment. So, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back doing what we love. Yeah, absolutely. Making the most of it uh, in this time. So if people do want to book you for a virtual event, what do they do? All you need to do is um, drop us a message on Facebook. Is probably the easiest way. Just head to our page, Funtime Theatre. Drop us a message and we can send you the whole list of characters. Or people can drop us an email at funtimetheatre at hotmail.co.uk. And can they actually give you a call on the phone as well? Yes, you can certainly give us a call on the phone. It's 07581 238074. So give us a call or drop us a text message. Mm-hmm. They'll get in touch. And, and how do prices work out on this sort of thing? So they start at £10, and that's for a completely personal message. We do it all live, so we can say anything you want, even if you've got little you know, inside jokes or something that you want us to say. Uh-huh. And you can add on from there. You can add on singing, dance routines. We can add in extra characters. And um, Will's very good at editing the whole video together for the little ones. And then it's emailed directly to you. So you can download that onto any sort of laptop, phone, or smart device. Okay, wherever you want to play, you can then amuse and entertain the kids, and it's something they get to keep as well. So you're not just filming a party on your phone, you've actually got a special personalised message, professionally edited uh, and ready to go. Yes, that's why we send them rather than doing it live. They've got it to keep for, as I know many people have said that the kids have watched them on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it'll be something to look back at in a few years' time. Absolutely, when we think back to the time, and every, you know, everything back to normal, it will have changed yeah. back into a completely different world, and you'll be gigging and doing shows and all sorts across the region and across the world. So, thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to seeing thank more you. from Funtime Theatre soon. Thanks. And can I just say a big, big thank you to everybody that's liked our page in the past few days. Go to Funtime Theatre, even if you're not booking them now, click like and you'll see what's available as and when, yeah? Yeah, it really does help. And we've had had over 200 likes actually in the past few days, just from people inviting their friends and family to like the page. So if you have got a spare two minutes, which I'm sure people have at the moment, (laughs) (laughs) then just invite your friends and family, especially those with kids, to like the page. And it can really help any small business at the moment. Well, Rachel Chadwick, Funtime Theatre, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. John King has been continuing to amuse and entertain the masses with his music work online. He joins me now for a bit of a chat. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? You all right? I'm good. You okay? I'm fine, thank you very much. Well, good to have you along, and uh, so you've been singing many a tune, uh, doing covers and some of your original work online, but for those who don't know the full history, give us your musical background. I started off in New Killer Shoes, that's where I met you, yep. I believe, mm-hmm. and we, we did a, some live sessions for you. Then we went 
we did some pretty good stuff actually. We went on tour with Brad, which was a member of Pearl Jam, mm -hmm. uh, Adamant, and then more. And then we became Shoes for a brief moment, <laughs> and then we became UK Feds and continued to tour with Adamant. And uh, I had a couple of years out, and now I'm back now to have another go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's worthwhile taking a bit of a break creatively. And uh, you've been, as I say, doing some work on your own. We're going to hear one of your cover versions a little bit later on. But, um, you know, it, music, what, what is it doing for you at the moment? Because in this time of lockdown, it gives you the chance to explore and experiment a little bit, doesn't it? I was literally, before the lockdown happened, I was just starting to release um, new music and mm -hmm. stuff. And then, obviously, the lockdown came, which was... Uh, bad news for everyone mm. and then obviously i couldn't go out and do the videos for the music and stuff so i was thinking what what am i going to do and then i just started putting covers up and it just started getting loads of attention i thought you know what people this is actually cheering people up so i'll just carry on doing this while i can well i think my favorite comments have been is that really you singing because uh, they, they maybe you know aren't used to someone with your look doing the sort of songs that you're sometimes covering so you're doing a bit of everything aren't you yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, uh, I've I've had a few comments where people think I'm miming and <laughs> and that I'm not. It's not me, but I, I, they, they, I don't think they realise that I take that as a compliment. Having heard the work that that caused us to uh, run interviews and sessions in the past, I mean, you and your mates are particularly talented performers, and so it's I'm I'm pleased that you're back doing what you're doing and, and sharing yeah. songs again. And say so you one of the regular feeds that I'm clicking on if I want to hear a tune during the day. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, that's nice to hear. So, I mean, when it comes down to your original stuff at the moment, what is it uh, we've got there and, and how do we find all that online? Well, I had the problem because when I was after a few years, I was I was just sat around waiting for things to happen, which is the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then I was always looking in the past and, and I was making stuff and it just weren't doing it for me. And and then I realised that I've got to, to 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 move on. You've got to move forward. So I've been trying to recreate myself in that sense of what I've already done, mm -hmm. and then looking around at you know what's happening now. And that's, but it's also got to. I've got to enjoy it as well. You know, I don't want to do something that I don't like. Yeah. So I've, I'm trying. I've, I've and, I, and I'm. I seem to be doing all right in it at the minute. And, uh, <laughs> And so, yeah. oh, what, what music uh, are, you, are you performing? How, how are you doing it? Because I noticed we've got drums behind you. Uh, so uh, I, I thought you would, you know, I'm always seeing you with a guitar in your hand. Well, I've been doing a lot of the police stuff because mm -hmm. obviously I've, I, I sound very similar. So I've been uh, playing a lot of bass as well, mm -hmm. learning that. And uh, yeah, the drum kit behind me, that's pretty much, I, uh, I can plug it into my computer and play the drums on stuff. <laughs> So, I, I've got to admit, I can play the drums, but I'm not the best in the world on a drum kit. But, but that's uh, where editing comes in. You can do anything if you can edit it, can't you? Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, with my editing powers, uh, I can sound <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when it comes to the, the original songs then, uh, what genre would you think you'd sit into at the moment? I've kind of gone... I, I looked at what was in the charts. I looked at what I was doing, because rock and roll isn't... There's such a big gap in the market, but it's just not happening. So I thought, if I come to the middle ground and become alternatively rock, so take what they're doing over here and mix it with what I'm doing over here, then hopefully I can find a common ground. And I think it seems to be weird. If I had to say a, a genre, I don't know. It's that alternative rock. Yeah. You know, uh, 
updated. I'm you know, in my mind. I think I'm just trying to recreate a bit of rock and roll and, and bring back a bit of that. But it's very hard at the minute mm-hmm. because there isn't much to go by for people to listen to. And, but if you can make yourself happy with the music you're playing, you know that others like you are going to enjoy it as well. And uh, so you, I've seen a few little uh, music video clips that you put out uh, just before all this started. So you had actually managed to get something in the can at least. Yeah, uh, they are actually out. I've been working with my friend Leon, who I grew up with. He's got a, a channel called Studio 45, which is doing pretty good actually at the minute. Mm-hmm. Posted a couple of videos on there and they went down pretty well. I think the second one was a bit rappy. You will I'm, turn your hand to anything though. Yes, oh, you know I'm, I'm, I will have a go at anything, you know. Just, but the, the good thing about this lockdown is, is, is it's shown me what people really love mm-hmm. about what I'm, you know. So, say if I do, I did a, say for instance, I did a Queen song, everyone went mad, mad for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I do Police, they, everyone loves it. So I'm figuring out that if I kind of take what they've done, make it my own, and mix it with what's going on, I think I might. Have something there. Okay. Well, we'll do that as we listen to your cover now. What are we going to hear? A piano version of Every Breath You Take by the Police. So this uh, is this is your own take on it. Again, you've done something slightly different. And, yes. and uh, what was your thinking behind this when you came to do it? Well, uh, I had so many um, requests to do songs for people. And, and there was um, a woman whose husband was on a ventilator and... Uh, so I did, I did it for, for them, really, mm-hmm. and all the people that, um, are, that, are, that are suffering, really, to try and, you know, cheer them up a bit. Okay, well, let's take a listen to that, and we'll catch up and get your uh, online details after this. Thank you. 
John, fantastic stuff, uh, sounding amazing. Where can people go to find you online to get all of your music, both your own stuff and these covers you're doing at the moment? Well, I've got my personal page is where I do all my, you know, I'm just having little sessions and post them up, which is just John Kings without a H. And uh, my page is um, Johnny K. So that's be Johnny uh, space K. Search for that, see the music. Uh, see the videos, listen a lot, and uh, basically enjoy your creative output. Thank you very much, and well, thanks for having me. Well, John, always good stuff to say, and uh, it's like keep up the good work, and we look forward to hearing more from you as we head through 2020. Well, I will, and thank you again for having me. Corey Jones was in the area when he was over at Stafford Gatehouse at Christmas being Peter Pan. He now joins me from his native Wales. Hello, sir. Hello. How are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And, uh, I mean, you're getting more time off than anticipated because normally you'd be preparing for a busy summer season. Last year, you were in, you were in the region being Pinocchio. This year, we don't know what's happening yet, do we? No, unfortunately not. Um, and I know everybody's in the same situation. Uh yeah, so it just, it's uh, it's all, all up in the air, isn't it? All up in the air. Absolutely. But, I mean, how are you coping with this from an acting point of view? Because uh, many people are going for a bit of a buzz cut. You've got lots of curly hair, and it seems to be staying with you. I mean, you may need this for a role, so is this a chance to grow your hair out and uh, maybe get ready for pretty much any role that comes up when everything's back to normal? Yeah, I mean, well, my hair used to be a lot longer, um, so it looks like it's um, it's heading back how it used to be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which which I don't mind. I do, I do miss my long locks, actually. Um, I've been in an hour in about whether to let my sister cut it, uh, and I don't know if I trust her. I like I like my curls too much. Well, this is it. I suppose you have to uh, make the most of uh, of these things. But I mean, what what have you been up to? Because I know many actors have been getting involved in some interesting projects. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I should at the moment uh, before all this lockdown happened. I was supposed to be um, doing a cruise contract. Um, with a company called the Choir of Man. Mm -hmm. um, so I was supposed to be actually sailing between New York and Bermuda for six months at the moment. Um, obviously, that all got brought to a standstill. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm waiting to hear back about when when we get the green light to go back out there. So in the meantime, just, um, yeah, lots of baking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so what has been your favourite item that you've baked so far? Oh, I mean, I do like I do like a good a good loaf of bread, a good standard white loaf. Uh -huh. But um, I made some nice um, jam-filled muffins the other day. They were lovely. <laughs> and and, the, and this way, I mean, uh, you actually getting to uh, to explore a new set of skills. And does this mean you could end up applying for something like Bake Off in the coming months? Or oh, I don't know if my skills are um, are ever going to be quite that quite that good. Um, you yeah. jam-filled <laughs> muffins! Come on, man, you can do this. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. I need, I need my granny to still keep making homemade jam, uh, and mm -hmm. then, and then we'll see. See how it works out from there. But I mean, well, you've had some good fun. Um, we talked a bit about uh, the fact you've been in Panto last year, um, and uh, I mean that must have been uh, a good time to be had by all. And you, with with all the work that went into that, and doing a, a slightly different Panto to what staff had seen in the past, uh, it must have been good fun. And there was such a good reaction from the audiences as well. Oh, I mean, it was so much fun. Stafford was such a lovely town. 
um, we yeah we had absolutely great response from from the audiences. Um, and it was such a such a lovely company of people to work with as well. Everyone in the cast was great. Um, the theatre staff um, and all the technicians they're absolutely amazing. Um, you know because with with the flying element of the show that you know threw up its own difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean we all pulled together and and pulled off what what you know hopefully audiences will agree was was an absolutely amazing run. Uh, yeah, and uh, I very much enjoyed it when I came to see it, and uh, it's been good. Yeah, seeing everything that went uh, along with it, because uh, being part of uh, a, a new collaboration uh, down there, uh, it was uh, something of an experiment, and it's certainly one that paid off. But was the flying your favourite bit? Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, nerve-wracking at first, don't get me wrong. You know, that, that, first, that first day when, uh, you know, sort of put the harness on and got up in the rig, it was a little bit like, oh, oh, don't drop me. But no, I mean... By the end of the run, I was just sort of throwing myself, and you know, just complete trust, complete trust in um, in the guys who and girls who were doing the rigging. Um, yeah, couldn't have asked for a better team. And when you're playing uh, maybe a part like Peter Pan or the other stuff that you're doing, I mean, you, you are still uh, young in years, uh, which means you get to, to play some quite young characters. I mean, in that case, the boy that never grew up uh, previously in the area, you've been Pinocchio. So, I mean, what are your aspirations maybe if you get a little bit older and, and do you enjoy playing the younger parts? Is it all good? I mean, yeah. I mean, whilst the opportunity is still there to play those younger roles, I'm absolutely going to capitalise on that, you know? <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, sort of it was always said growing up that, you know, I had uh, a real case of Peter Pan syndrome, you know, <laughs> was never going to grow up. Um, but, no, I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see when, when the industry starts seeing me as as a bit more of a grown-up. I might try and channel that a bit more and and, uh, and and grow up myself a little bit. But no, I mean, until then, um, just just go with whatever whatever comes my way. Yeah, it's a close shave and you're in the headshot, so isn't it, rather than the stubble you're rocking today? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the, the lockdown look. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more relaxed. So, I mean, yeah. you're still uh, appearing in, in bits and pieces on your own social media stream, whether it just be enjoying yourself in the garden with the dogs. Uh, where can people go to find you and uh, check out all that you've been up to in the past and then see what's going to happen in the future? Okay, so my Instagram is uh, at Corey M. Jones, C-O-R-E-Y M. Jones, classic strong Welsh name, mm-hmm. um, or Twitter at CoreyCore24. Um, yeah, uh, I try and post stuff that I find interesting, you know, if people enjoy it, then great. If not, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we get a recipe for your jam-filled muffins on there at some point? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Uh, I will have another go. And uh, yes, I will absolutely post maybe some lemon curd ones next time. Okay, maybe if you actually literally post some to me as well, that'd be fantastic. Sounds like <laughs> an absolute treat. Corey Jones, thank you for joining us for a chat. Thank you, Jason. Lovely to speak to you. Adamo Sullivan has worked in the worlds of theatre, drag and circus. And with World Circus Day over the weekend, I thought it was about time we had to catch up in a natter. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Oh, getting by, thank you. And uh, during your time in lockdown, uh, I know you've been sharing a load of videos with people. Whereas normally at this point in the year, you'd be about to head off on tour and spend some time in the Big Top. I know, yeah. Usually I'm either in Ireland or I'm here in the UK touring, yeah, you know, the UK up and down. Um, touring theatres, mm-hmm. um, touring in a circus tent, um, just anyone who will take me. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your main set of circus skills that you normally share? 
Um, so usually I'm the ringmaster, so I usually host the show, but mm -hmm. I also do a lot of the publicity. Um, so I organise the show, I do all the publicity for the show, I manage the show sometimes. Um, and I, over the past two years or so, I've seen the circus sort of change a little bit mm -hmm. um, with the recent ban of wild animals being used, um, such as like zebras and camels. Um, and lions and stuff like that have been totally banned in the UK um, as of this year and um, two circuses in the UK have come into massive effect um, with that and have worked on a show where there has been animals before mm -hmm. so usually you know um, I'm quite a busy busy person but obviously with the lockdown it's it's quite um, relaxed at the moment yeah. so something of a change of pace for you but uh, I say it's not uh, stopping you uh, talking to your public as it were but I mean you've done that in several personas as you say being a ringmaster in the circus now that is an absolutely massively important part of the whole evening because I know we're going to see people on the high wire and all the amazing skills and acts that they uh, they share but without you holding it together and very often basically being the stooge to the clown uh, who will often work with the crowd uh, you know the whole night doesn't work does it I mean it's without the ringmaster there is sort of no show really um, you know he's the person that glues the show together he's the person that you see you know before all the acts are on um, he sort of welcomes you to the tent and um, just makes you feel welcome, really, and I, I think the role over the past year or so has brought so much of me out of it. I mean, like you said earlier, I've been, been a drag queen, I've been a singer, done the world of theatre, and going into circus was, was quite a um, quite quite weird at first. Mm. Like, it was a bit scary, um, and I had to interact with children and stuff like that. And obviously, being a drag queen and stuff like that, you usually don't interact with children. Mm. Usually, um, quite a, 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 how can I say, quite an erotic bunch of people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's really different. And I, I think being that role as well, it's brought, you have to be mature with it. You know, you have to know a line. Um, so if you make jokes and whatnot, you have to know a line between, is that family friendly? Is it not? You know, usually I joke with the adults and then I throw a few jokes in for the kids. But it's, it's all about making people smile, and I think that's why a lot of people go to the circus nowadays. Absolutely. And who has been your favourite act to introduce over your time there? Oh, my near dear friend Talia, I'll, I'll give her a shout out. Um, she does silks and she does um, cordelis, which is the rope which spins around. Uh -huh. She's there. She's currently in Austria. I'm so jealous. Um, <laughs> she's stuck in Austria on a show out there now, doing trapeze over there. And um, by far, a, a brilliant girl to work with so professional um and you know one of my favorite shows to be on was circus jibola which was um, my show last year during the summer in ireland they're a massive you know they're one of um, ireland's largest shows mm -hmm. they are a brilliant show they use horses they show that traditional circus with the modern circus um and yeah it just had a really really good vibe to it i think and if you could do one act in the circus ring, what would it be? I like the job I've already got. You know? You're happy with that, yeah? Yeah, I'm really happy with the role of the ringmaster. It, it, it's something that just makes me, just show me for who I am. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I could do all the crazy acts that the other people obviously do, all the, you know, the daredevil stuff. Um, I, I just don't think I could ever 
really be that. I think I'd be true to myself and um, stick to where my roots are from, sort of theatre and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to just sort of um, enjoy that really. So yeah. And with the clowns that you've worked with as well, uh, obviously they have uh, to keep their shows fresh. I mean, you're you're very often probably ad-libbing and, and throwing humour in based on the situation you see around you. And that, yeah, again, it's another massive part of your skill set. But uh, when it comes down to that sort of thing, uh, are you working with them sometimes on the writing to allow the interaction with Ringmaster to work? So usually, I, I, I work quite well with the, uh, the bosses and stuff like that. You know, I sort of direct the show and... I, I sort of give pointers wherever it's needed. If I've got a cool idea, I usually share that uh, with the cast and creative team. Um, so, so yeah, like as the ringmaster, it's my job to sort of oversee everything. Once that show begins, it's like a stage manager for theatre. Once that show begins, it's my show. You know, it's my responsibility, and I have so much um, responsibility to take on. I'm quite young still. You know, I'm, I'm nearly 21 and. Uh, to, to be an, uh, and have experienced um, this job at a very, very young age and to have travelled quite well at a very young age is quite an achievement, to be honest. No, absolutely. And uh, uh, we, I, I know you enjoy your dressing up. We've seen that from uh, both your drag work, but also uh, in the, the Ringmaster's uh, outfit as well. And uh, again, that, it's, it's about having that look and, and you've got to command the respect, haven't you? Yeah, you've got, you've got to have that respect for yourself and also to have respect for other people because if, if you don't have respect for yourself then you're not really going to love anyone else really um yeah you know it's a case of just loving your job and waking up wanting to do it i mean if you never really woke up in the morning thinking oh god another day in the office sort of thing then you really aren't going to enjoy it it's a hard industry i mean i'm not saying it's easy it certainly isn't i mean it's very very demanding with the hours you know you have to getting with the build up, the pull down, you know, you have to really have some sort of muscle <laughs> to sort of do it. Um, I mean, usually I, I just fail, I just shut the poles here, there and everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to bring some joy to a show. You know, if, if I come to a show where, you know, not many people are getting on, I usually come and I'm just sprinkle a bit of, you know, my glitter here, there and everywhere and, you know, I like to put a smile on people's faces, and that's what I've done for so many years now. Um, so, yeah, you know, but that's what I love doing. You know, mm -hmm. I love putting a smile on people's faces and, and making people want to come back, you know. And when I see familiar faces returning, that makes me think, okay, I've done a really, really good, good job here, and I've made them feel welcome. And, yeah. And it, it is part of that run, because you will get families who will want to come two, possibly three times to see a show. Once they've uh, yeah, got the bug for uh, circus, it is one of those where you just want to keep coming back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people, if it's a really, really good, good show, I mean, like Circus Extreme is a show to go and see. Um, it, it's, a, it's a daredevil type of show. It's, it's one of the UK's largest shows and also Planet Circus. They have quite a good, good programme as well each year. People go and see those shows because they know they're going to have fun. Um, it's never the same show all the time. It's like with live theatre, okay, you've got your same script, you've got your same dialogue and stuff like that, but you have to bring something new to the plate each time, mm -hmm. and you have to give all you've got each time, because if, if someone's returning, and they go, oh, God, the same old show again, you know, but with me, it's they come again, and I, I just add some joy to it again, you know, I 
so I've, I've seen some ringmasters and they just stand there, you know, welcome to the show. But me, I really go for it. I mm -hmm. love to show people, you know, my inner personality. And I, I show that with everybody from the second they take their seats right to the second they leave, you know, when they're taking photos with the cast. I still crack a joke up with the parents. I, I still give high fives to the kids. It, it's just that joy of obviously doing the job of... Um, you know, bringing families together, and I think once this um, this lockdown and, and this COVID nineteen stuff has got gone out the window, and hopefully when I get back in the ring, I'm I'm going to bring families back together again. You know, I, I think that's what the circus is all about: enjoying yourselves and yeah, just having a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you're still entertaining people online, and people can find out what you've been up to uh, through Facebook and other channels. How do people track you down? Um, so people can track me on my Facebook page, Calamosa Laverne, um, but also I co-own well, co a production company called KMD Productions, because um, next year, unfortunately, I'm, I'm leaving Circus, uh, I'm going to hang up the coats and uh, sort of focus on producing and theatre, mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I've been doing for, since the age of seven, um, and one of my first roles was Oliver in Oliver Twist at the Old Grep in Birmingham um, from the age of seven and now I'm 20. Um, but yeah, so next year we're, we're producing Little Shop of Horrors at the Crescent Theatre and we're also taking a brand new musical called Dead Bodies. We're currently in talks with the Wolverhampton Grand about um, showing our premiere show there. So yeah, it, it's, quite, it's quite exciting times ahead of me, um, you know, and if people obviously want to join me on that journey, then please like our page, follow us on that journey. You know, it's, it's a brilliant new show called Dead Bodies. Um, it's written by a, a local lad in Birmingham called Scott Cartwright, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it, it, it's a brilliant, brilliant show. And I'm, I'm happy to be producing that and, and bringing it to um, a local city to you soon, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it will come together on that one. Uh, I suppose at that point, then I should say, break a leg as well as good luck with everything that you're running. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, Callum O'Sullivan. Thank you. That's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 566 next week. I'll see you then. For half an hour. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.